Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Cast. Uh, it's rare that I get to say those words, as I'm usually doing either Movie Club or Top 5 Movies. Um, but this week, it's a special episode, and it's an important one, as we look forward to that award season coming up. The Oscars is what I'm talking about. Um, last year, Burke Reviews Movie Cast did a Oscar draft. Um, we did it with our Top 5 Movie episode, but we, we decided not to do that this year. Instead... It's just going to be me from BurkeReviews.com, and then we're going to have Matt. Matt, how you doing? Very good. How you doing? And where are you from, bub? I'm cool, and I'm representing what I watch tonight, .co.uk, and I also feel like I'm representing a country. Obviously, my accent gives it away. I'm based in England, so uh, this one's for you, Queen. There it is. And uh, Matt and I do bloody awesome movie podcasts together, and also movie astrology on Matt's uh, show. And so we, we I brought him in. And then last year's champion of the Oscar draft is back, but this time representing a new site. So, Sean, you won last year. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. How are you? Not too shabby. Uh, what side are you representing? I am now representing popaxiom.com, P-O-P-A-X-I-O-M, and it's a pop culture website, so representing them today. And last year you beat... Uh, Corey, myself, Mike, and uh, Brendan, friend of the show, Brendan, um, in the Oscar draft, and you tortured all of us um, with the punishment being Sean made Corey, Mike, and I watch Medea's uh, Boo 2, a Medea Halloween, and Brendan squeaked out of that because Brendan had taken an oath to never watch a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> and Sean honored that oath and instead made him watch uh, Sherlock Gnomes. If I'm not mistaken, is that but, correct? But the the stipulation was that he had to watch Sherlock Gnomes by himself in theaters. Like he could not take a child with him. Like he ah. could not take his niece or anyone with him. Had to be him by himself. So try and make him look like a creep and sit through a bad movie all at the same time. <laughs> um, what was the gap of Victor from last year? Was it a big points gap or was it, it a? Was, it, it was not a big points gap. Ooh. It was only a few points. He, um, Brendan actually came in second because he had the shape of water. Oh, yeah. And the the reason why I actually won was because I went with below the line, like, technical categories. <laughs> and so yeah. my, main, my main points getter was Dunkirk. Mm, that's and right. So that racked up a lot of points last year. And so uh, – th- we're going to be talking about the rules of the draft, and then we're going to get into our picks. We've actually already done the draft. We're just going to break down each round um, and what we picked and why on this episode. It's a good way of kind of, if you're not familiar with what to expect from the Oscars, uh, our picks are based on um, some of the other awards categories that have been out, and then also just our you know experience with movies. So this is a good way of kind of prepping of what might be in the Oscar conversation, which should be dropping this week, possibly on Monday. Um, January the twenty second, the noms come out. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm completely wrong. A week from uh, Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> week from Tuesday. Week from Tuesday. <laughs> Days are all relative, guys. Time We're is in New ob- Zealand. A week on Wednesday. <laughs> Time's a construct. And um, anyways. So yeah, we're this we're gonna be dropping this episode about a week before the nominations come out, and so you have plenty of time to listen to it, all of it, hear our thoughts, why we th- uh, think what we think, and then find out a week later if we're right or not. Because right away we're gonna be getting some points based on those nomination announcements. But here's how this is gonna work: um, each one of us gets to draft one movie per round, and there's five rounds. Uh, we randomize the round order to start, 
um, with some stipulations, like the person who got to pick first in the first round doesn't get another first round pick, I don't think, till the last round. Um, and we had this new rule uh, where the last person to pick in the first round could steal the pick from the first round person, the, the first pick person in that round, but that person would also get an extra pick, so end up with six movies. So that was uh, some new controversy that doesn't end up playing a factor, but could have. Um, points are earned like this. For each movie in our, our groups that we've picked, we get one point for every nomination it gets in the Oscar categories. So if a movie happened to get all of the categories, uh, how many points would that be, guys? Because I am not good at knowing numbers like that. About 14, 15. Yeah, I don't remember how many categories there. Um, could have been extra if they had added that new category that got quickly removed. Um, <laughs> most Best popular movie. Achievement popular film. Yeah. That's it. Best popcorn flick. Yes. Um, so we get one point for every nomination our movies get. Then at the Oscars themselves, which won't be until what, March? Uh, yes, March. Um, we will get two points for every win one of our uh, movies gets. Then if one of our movies gets the best picture win, we get an additional uh, three points, basically, uh, totaling five points for that movie. Um, and then Perfect Attendance is a new uh, points getter. If a movie wins every category in which it is nominated, we get two extra points. Now, that sounds like pretty challenging, but there are some categories where most movies will only be nominated in one, like Best Animated Picture, Best Documentary, um, and not always, but sometimes Best Foreign Film. This year might be an exception to that, um, with Roma being likely to get nominated outside of the Best Foreign Film category. Um, and we, we didn't... None of us... Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. I have to include this. Best Shorts as well. Like uh, Shorts only going to be nominated in the Shorts categories. So if one of us picked a short and it wins... You get the nomination point, you get the win point, and then you get the perfect attendance point because it was only nominated for that one category. So it was, uh, there's a lot of strategy that can go into our picks as well, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So before we move forward, uh, is there anything I need to clarify on the rules, guys? You think I did a solid job of explaining the game? I think you did well. Yep. No, no points for it, but you did very well. Oh, I feel like I deserve bonus points. Um, that's fine. Uh, I might need them. Um, a couple of my picks have me a little nervous, but uh, one that uh, at the end will wait, but I can't believe I kind of forgot. And I do feel like Big Tuna over here, Sean, kind of played us because we asked him to provide a list of movies, and he did this. Uh, he gave us a, a pretty comprehensive list, but I didn't notice that one was left off until we were done with the draft. And I feel like that was on purpose. <laughs> so it was not on purpose. Um, I I must have just missed it. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, well, and I would say potentially both Matt and I missed it. Although I feel like Matt, you might have said that it was uh you had thought about it. I had completely not thought about it. Like it was. I thought about it, but dismissed it furiously out of hand. But there was another one which wasn't on the list, which I had noticed, which I may mention later on. Yes, please do. Uh, I'd like to hear that. So. Um, round one ended up with Sean getting to go first, Matt going second, and I uh, backing up the rears, giving me the option to steal. Um, so for round one, Sean, what was your first pick? And this is the overall first pick in the draft. My first pick was A Star is Born. And to me, uh, my strategy is to go first by nominations, how many nominations I think it's going to get. 
and I rank the films based on a point system. And I give, uh, if a film is basically a guaranteed lock to get a nomination, I give it one point. If a film is likely to get a nomination, I give it half a point. And if it's like a long shot, I give it like a quarter of a point. And A Star is Born with my system got 8.25 points, which is the um, the highest points getter by a margin of about 1.25 points. And wow. so I feel like um, A Star is Born is pretty much a lock to get a nomination for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, Best Actor, uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. And then it's likely to get, oh, and best song as a lock. Um, I think it's likely to get a nomination in supporting actor, editing, sound editing, and sound mixing. And then it's a possibility for costume design. Hmm. And so that, um, I think that's going to pick up a lot of nomination points. Uh, There are going to be quite a few wins, I think. Um, Song, it's probably going to win best song. Probably. Uh, I think it'll win a few more of the below the line categories, maybe yeah. one of the sound categories. Um, I have a feeling it'll win at least one of the two acting awards, either um, Bradley Cooper or Lady Gaga. I think one of the two is going to get one. Um, and then some people have it pegged as the front runner for Best Picture. And I think that's a very good likelihood because uh, the Oscars do go crazy over Hollywood stories. Yeah. And so I think that's a pretty decent pick. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I I I argue on the one of them winning the best actor actress awards, not because they didn't do a good job because I really really liked this film. I thought it was one of the top 10 of the year. This but the might the only reason I argue against that is cuz it's such a strong year and the Golden Globes for what they were obviously went a different direction, but I agree that a star is born is probably the big points getter. Yeah, especially in the nominations. Um, I'm not sure if the wins will come or not. I do think it's going to get a lot of recognition in the noms, though, for sure. Um, I was surprised that uh, it felt very snubbed at the Golden Globes, and I was shocked by that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm I like the movie. I think I damaged my opinion of the film by watching the 1954 version um, before seeing it because I really really got into the 54 version so i was very like comparing of the two while watching the new one i wish i hadn't done that um i'm looking forward to seeing it again once it comes out on home video because i will be for sure buying it um i did like it quite a bit despite liking the older one more but um i I wasn't convinced to steal it though and Mm. partly because i felt like stealing it would give sean too much of an advantage <laughs> like <laughs> he's running scared already because i already feel like he's i one you just heard him explain how his picks were done that there's a lot more time put into his decisions than i know i did for my own i'm not sure about you matt maybe you can give us some insight when you're you explain your first pick here but mm-hmm. i opted to not steal sean's pick um even though he was convinced i was going to which was my other concern was what if it was a trap what if he just wanted me to steal it because it was his first pick? Um, and so I was playing it, those odds. So. It was my first pick, and I thought I, – I did figure it was going to get stolen. So I did have a strategy mm-hmm. that if you stole it, I was going to have something uh, – I had another strategy. 
and I'll discuss that strategy later. Okay. But um, yes, but um, I also liked having a Star is Born as my pick. Like, I think if there's going to be a The Shape of Water this year that's a big points getter, I think it'll be a Star is Born. Got it. And that that's the thing about this year. I didn't feel like there was a clear front runner, but I do think mm-hmm. Star is Born is maybe the 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 strong argument towards one. Um because there was a lot of love coming from that, for that movie from all directions and I think Bradley Cooper impressed everybody with his directorial debut. I don't think anyone expected it to be that well directed um you know for his first time out and for such a big you know project. This is a huge ordeal to take on this movie and obviously the Streisand one from the 70s was not well loved. Uh, from what I hear, most people hate that movie. And um, the other versions have all been kind of troubled. So, you know, Cooper's success with this has been kind of impressive all the way around. But Yeah, I think it's a lock for best song as well with uh, yeah. The Shallow. I think, that's, I think it's definitely going to take that. I'll be surprised I if hope, anything else does. I hope it doesn't win. I have a personal favorite that I want to win that one. Is it Mary Poppins? Oh, okay. Mary Poppins. Yeah. I I will discuss that more later. Interesting. I think it's a lock for that. I do too, actually. I I don't think Poppins is getting the love from the community um, in terms of that. Like, I think they enjoy the movie, but every review I've heard outside of our own has been that the songs are forgettable. And so I would be surprised to hear one get the win. I think that it'll get a nomination, but I don't think it'll get the win. Although... I would like to argue that it will get the win because that might come up later. But for the moment, let's go to Matt's first pick. What did you go with first, Matt? Um, I went for Holmes and Watson for my first pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I went for the Green Book. And okay. in the last week since doing it, pretty much everything that could have counted against a film has come to light. There's yes. obviously the controversy with Mortensen using the N-word, which happened a while ago. You've had the director, Peter Farrelly, ex- coming out saying he exposed himself to actresses. Thanks, mate. And Nick Vallelonga, the writer and the son of the um, protagonist in the Green Book, uh, Tony Lip, he's tweeted about 9-11 and Muslims. And oh. basically everything that you could go wrong has gone wrong for this film. However, the main reason I picked this film, first and foremost, because it's a very good film. I really enjoyed this film. And it is anchored by two awesome performances Big old Mortensen, who I like anyway, he's having an awesome time. You can just tell he is as Tony Lip, who's just a big old character caricature. And Mahershala Ali is more nuanced and more controlled, and he's also taken home the Golden Globe as well. Um, so the two lead performances, I'm banking on him on them getting that. But also, this is just to me, it's got Oscar glory written all over it. The message behind the movie is what the voters lap up. It's a very now message, but it's also a very good film. And I've got it pegged to to certainly for nominations in best picture actor supporting actor director editing the original screenplay cinematography of those seven or whatever then i'm pretty much locked that they're going to get a nomination directors general i'm slightly iffy on but i think certainly six of those seven we're definitely going to get a nomination and i think they're going to i think mahershala ali may even take the oscar for best supporting actor wow. after he did it last year of moonlight and I wouldn't be surprised to see it walk away with original screenplay. I know there's a lot of argument against that, but but for me, I was there was a couple of films which I was going to pick, but something about Green Book stood out because I know sometimes the Academy likes to throw a curveball in, and I think this one up up until the recent you know furore surrounding this one had kind of flown under the radar because the Star is Born is obviously this big old juggernaut of a machine because of who's involved, 
and then other films which we may speak about have had more exposure for the right reason i just thought green book could fly in under a radar with some great performances uh, and still some still some oscars i'm not doubting my decision but i just wish that <laughs> that this stuff hadn't come up whilst voting still going on but yeah that's what i went for as my top pick well in our I'm sorry. oh i'm sorry matt but i do personally consider that to be the worst pick of the draft thank you <laughs> <laughs> um i i think that i think green book was probably like a third round pick and it being a first round pick really opened up the door to john winning and I really don't want John to win. So <laughs> I really want to win. And um, Green Book's the only movie in the first round that I've yet to see. Uh, it did not come close to us, and I have not made the drive to go see it. So um, I don't really have an opinion of it, only from what I've heard. And I've heard a lot of mixed things, especially during the Globes. A lot of film critics I follow on Twitter were so angry that that movie was getting any love at all. Uh, so I'm curious to see how the Academy feels about it, but, um, there are a lot of people that view Green Book as kind of trash, even though the message is supposed to be, um, positive, they're interpreting it very differently than that, and that it is, in fact, encouraging this, like, white savior type mindset, Mm -hmm. and, um, I don't know if that's gonna hurt it, on top of all the stuff you just pointed out, and I should also note that I just got a, while we're recording this, an email notification there, Lady Gaga is involved in a little bit of controversy right now involving R. Kelly um, because I guess she did a song with him a few years <laughs> back and all the R. Kelly controversy wow. is in the forefront again. So on the first round, I'm the only one with a movie that has currently no negative publicity <laughs> going on. Um, yeah. I also picked this film because it's just foolish for me, but there was a couple, a couple of other films that other people picked, which I just didn't really <laughs> like all that much. Oh, so no, I let my I picked... personal bias get in, but... Um, I picked yeah. three movies I didn't like that much. Like, three of my movies are movies I was not a huge fan of. Oh, well, yeah. You got it, but you're obviously with the strategy. I don't, I don't like some movies, but one person has picked a film which I think is going to sweep up quite a lot of the awards, a few of them anyway, which I'm now thinking, hmm, I wish, <laughs> I wish I'd pick that. But I stand by <laughs> Green Books. I still think it's going to get the nominations yeah. uh, in a lot of these. And... Judge it also, I mean, judging by Oscar talk, as far as I'm aware, just by looking around on, on certain websites, and it's still up, it's still, you know, in the race. Nobody's discounting it. It's not falling particularly in the odds races, blah, blah. So it's still up there. People are still expecting it to do well. Mm-hmm. How well, had, had none of this come out, could it have done better? God, probably I, never, ever going to know, but. I think you're going to win the Best Supporting Actor, and you're going to get a handful of nominations, but that's going to be about it for that movie. It'd be I nice think to see Mahershala Ali because he won last year, didn't he, for a uh, year before for Moonlight as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I think you'd be lucky to get six points out of Green Book. Hmm. Ouch! That is interesting. I'll, I will we'll come back to that, and I'll yeah. tell you that I that I win that argument. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that goes to me then. I had the last pick in round one, and I went with um, partly my my heart, and partly uh, the kind of the same idea that Sean had, but without doing the actual math. Just kind of thinking of those under, like, those lower categories that kind of get rushed. Under the line. Yes, under the line categories. Thank you. Um, with the favorite. Yeah, I am a big fan of Yorgos Lanthimos. I've seen um, every film that I have the availability to see of his. Uh, the Alps, Dogtooth, The Lobster, Killing of a Sacred Deer, and his newest film, The Favorite. Um, I saw that one twice in the theater, in fact, as well as The Lobster. And 
I, I'm a big fan of him anyways. So, uh, picking him was kind of easy for me. I feel like he gets a lot of respect, um, from the Academy. Uh, the lobster was nominated for best original screenplay. Um, but this movie being a period piece, I'm thinking, Hey, we're going to get costume, probably get production design. Um, there's a chance for sound editing because I think the music's freaking great. And I love the use of it throughout the film. And then we have three dynamic performances, so much so that both both Rachel Weisz and Emma Stone were nominated for Best Supporting Actress at the Globes. So fingers crossed that that happens again at the Oscars. I would be a little shocked if we get two for one movie because there's a lot of great supporting performances this year. But if it happens, I'm getting a lot of points for the favorite just in nominations. I am questioning whether it'll win anything. I'm hoping Coleman does win the Oscar for Best Actress because that would be amazing. But Even I don't... though she's a supporting actress, she should be a supporting actress. I kind of agree. I think Vice and Stone are much more the lead, but she is clearly getting kind of that that push as the lead. And it is. I think Stone is the lead, and Vice and Coleman are supporting. Interesting. But either way, if it pans out, and I do think Emma Stone. This is her best performance to me in a movie, period. Like I, I think she is uh, tremendous in this, and I am a fan of hers. So it's not like me saying it as always thinking she was bad and now finally liking her. I've always liked her, but I I feel like she's really hitting new levels in this movie. Um, and I am a big fan of this movie. This is in my top ten uh, for the year. I won't say where just yet because I have not done that podcast. But Well, actually, I will have done that podcast by the time you hear this, but nonetheless. Um, it is... A movie that I really took to, um, and I do think has a lot of fanfare, and I have seen a lot of positivities um, overall from like the the critical community and such. So I I think it's a solid pick. Now in the win column, that's where I feel like I might lose points. I think it's definitely going to get acknowledged for nominations, but um, Lanthimos d- doesn't seem to get a whole lot of wins in the past. Now this film much more accessible than let's say the Lobster or uh, especially Killing of a Sacred Deer. Um, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to translate to victories. But I would love it to. Um, and I, I think he deserves a Best Director nod. I don't know if anyone else agrees with me on that, but I, I do. And, um, yeah, that was my my thought process when we went to uh, round one. I was like, yeah, I think um, this movie deserves it. And um, that's the gist of it. But... Apparently, we had a glitch. Hang on one second. Um, so, I, uh, I I know Matt did not like The Favorite, and that blew my mind. Um, so, I definitely want to hear his thoughts, but it looks like I'm going to have to keep talking for just a second here. Um, I think that The Favorite is probably the biggest threat to me, to my team. Um, I had The Favorite as my second place pick, ah. and I... I figured that you were going to try to steal a Star is Born. And so my exchange for a Star is Born was going to be for the favorite. And so I figured that would be um, what I ended up with as my first round pick afterwards. Yeah, and that I was kind of fearing that. And then I'm like, well, what, what would be left? And after seeing all of your picks, I am very happy I decided not to steal. Um, because I feel like... One of your picks was a curveball to me that would have opened you up for another big movie to get more non-points, and I think, like, easily could have took it for you, so I'm glad I didn't. Matt, um, you did not like The Favorite, correct? 
I was, I think I'm one of the only people in filmdom who didn't, I just didn't really like it. Part of that was my expectations because I love the director, but I didn't, this didn't work for me. I loved the performances. I think Olivia Coleman was excellent in this film. Emma Stone was very good and uh, Rachel Weisz as well. I thought Rachel, Emma Stone was slightly better, but um, that doesn't take away from the fact that uh, this film's going to, this is the film I mentioned earlier on. This one's going to sweep up, I think. It's going to do very well. I think like costume design. I think Olivia Coleman's got a massive shout for that. I think it'll get costume design and actress and possibly cinematography. Maybe makeup. I don't think so. I have I one think which I think makeup. is going to win makeup. But uh, I, I know. I, uh, I think you've got makeup too, Matt. Oop. I think you've got it. I think I may do, but yeah, just uh, again, just for nominations. I know they don't bring all the all the points in, but it's going to get a lot of love. And uh, uh, again, I think I'm the only person who doesn't really like it. I enjoyed parts of it, but I just left the f- the film feeling a bit disappointed. And this was, and again, this is the one which I was going to take rather than Green Book. But the fact that I much preferred Green Book made me think I'll go for that one because I liked it. So in, for that first round, my thinking may have been slightly flawed in terms of points, <laughs> but. No, I, if the favourite wins lots of awards, and so be it. It will probably deserve them. But, um, yeah, I think you're going to get a few points. But how many, how many wins is another story. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it plays out. Um, well, that that's round one. Um, it sounds like most of us are still confident with our picks, although I think Matt's a little less, but not so much in the movie as much as it is the uh, controversy surrounding the movie now. Mm-hmm. Um, which I do think is the backlash of the Golden Globes too. That like because they did so well there, that like stuff everyone's targeting the movie now. Like, yeah, it's just uh, getting. I guess the the question I would quickly pose is: Should and this is a, this is a loaded gun, of course. Should outside influences actually affect the film? Because the film, yeah, obviously what we see on the big screen, that is something different to me. They are character people playing characters. Blah blah blah. And yes, you want your these people to act professionally and with some sort of dignity off screen. But mm. in terms of the film itself, shouldn't things just be just be focused on that alone and not the personalities? And that's well, I a think huge for debate. the film, it's I think for the film itself, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Like I feel like for Best Picture, um, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But I don't know if we should necessarily give Vigo Mortensen the award win that i don't know if we want to be rewarding that behavior but i also understand it's a meritorious performance it's not the best actor performance of the year though that's the thing but then i mean you have that the debate of the art versus the artist uh has been Mm -hmm. rampant for a few years now going back to um uh birth of a nation and its director whose name i'm going to forget um not the The original recent one the recent one yeah um nate Parker. Nate Parker, yes. Nate Parker, yeah. Because um, that movie, when it when it premiered at Sundance, everyone had it like high up on the Oscar nods, and then there were rape out um, a rape accusation that was made in college while well, while he was in college was brought up to the limelight. Uh, he was off asked to address it multiple times, and the way he reacted made people really sour on Nate Parker, and it basically took that movie out of the running um, mm-hmm. because of his background. So it's been a raging debate for. For years, probably long. Before, I mean, you go back to Woody Allen, um, and uh, uh, I'm forgetting Roman names. Polanski. Thank you. That's the name I could not pull for for the life of me. Um, this debate's been happening for a long time, and yet there does not seem to be a consensus on do we excuse uh, the art 
if the artist is a horrible person or have done horrible things. Um, and it's only becoming more and more relevant with the Me Too movement and such. So yeah. I, I am and curious I to see... no way condone anything that anyone's done. I must just quickly say regarding yes. the Green Book film, what people, they did the stupid and idiotic things that happen. I don't condone them, but in terms of the Oscar race and the fact that I have it is a film that I want points for as well. But, <laughs> um, it's just, it's, it, that's a big question probably for another episode, but it's just something I always try to bear in mind. Yeah, now... We go into round two here. I get the first pick this time. Matt's still in second, and Sean goes for the third pick. Um, I decided to go with Barry Jenkins' newest film, and one I've yet to see. So this is the second film so far discussed that I've not seen, um, If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, I went this route for several reasons. One, um, it did it got some love at the Golden Globes. Uh, Barry Jenkins, I, I think, is a very talented director, and I've heard great things about if Beale street can talk by many people who i respect movie it really is i cannot wait to see it again it is not a i have not skipped it with some kind of protest i've not been able to see it it's not close enough to me in which i've been able to go because where i live we rarely get uh the the movies like this until closer to oscars i'm hoping after the nominations it might show up here but it stars kiki lane stephen james regina king coleman domingo i mean um regina king uh, won the Golden Globe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. And, and here's the thing with me, though. Like, having seen the movie, Regina King is great, but I think I like some of the other performances more than I like Regina King in that movie. Ooh. Like, I felt like the main actors, the lead actress and the lead actor, were phenomenal. And Regina King was great, but, like, most supporting actors and supporting actresses their category is dictated by something where a person has like one big scene mm-hmm. that's really impactful. And I didn't really have that with a Beale Street Good Dog. Like mm. I felt like Regina King's performance was all around good, but there wasn't like one big scene that stood out. Got it. Well, I'm hoping that um, one, the uh, La La Land Moonlight Flub from the Oscars is going to get Barry Jenkins some extra love uh, because, you know, they kind of owe it to him because that moment is so huge. And it's the next day, instead of people talking about Moonlight winning, people were talking about how La La Land was announced the winner and then Moonlight was the real winner. It, it took away from that moment. And so I'm hoping that that will edge him in a few more categories that maybe would have been overlooked. Um, and then... It is a movie that's dealing with a lot of uh, relevant topics, and it's a movie that's getting a lot of critical love. So I, I do expect to see it in a lot of categories. I don't know if it will get as many categories as like the favorite, but I do think it's got you know the big acting categories, the script, um, director, best picture. I think are all up in the, in the talking and potential nominations. Um, now you see, for me, sadly, um, I think the only category in which it has a real lock of, is supporting actress and getting like nominations even of getting a nomination even i think the only oh. one it's 100 percent a lock is supporting actress mm. uh i think it's got a pretty good chance in adapted screenplay and a pretty good chance in production design but um i think unfortunately this movie is gonna get snubbed oh man and um, even though I love it and I think it deserves 
a lot of awards. Like, I think this one has the best score of the year and the best costume design of the year, but I doubt that oh, it wow. gets love in either of those two, sadly. I think it's just not a big enough movie. It's very subtle and poetic, and that type of movie can sometimes get pushed under the rug mm-hmm. in like in the um in favor of flashier movies like Black Klansmen or yeah. um things like that that deal with similar topics but are a lot bigger. And I just I feel like this movie's not gonna get the attention it should. And that's why I I, I was warning you during the draft don't be impulsive (laughs) don't be impulsive because i know you love barry (laughs) jenkins and so i knew you were gonna go for beale street could talk well but i i do feel like my my logic of them owing him is gonna play a factor because i do think the community of of academy members will feel like they they kind of robbed his moment even if it was an accident i mean obviously you can blame Warren Beatty uh, if you want to, but obviously it was the the people with it's the envelopes. Warren Beatty, it's it's tough. Tough. Faye Dunaway. Well, Faye Dunaway. Warren Beatty, he Warren tried. Beatty was trying to tell her no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, still the fact that they read the wrong name, but again, it was the name on the card. Um, mm-hmm. But it did take away from that moment. And again, they it maybe have been forgotten, or maybe they feel like it's already been vindicated and apologized for, and so this is a separate movie it has nothing to do with it. However. You know, even if it's in the back of their mind, if they feel like that inclination, like Barry Jenkins automatically gets a nod because he's Barry Jenkins and he made Moonlight. Um, and again, the like you said, every all the critical acclaim for this movie is really positive. So I'm hoping that um, that weighs in, even though it is a quiet, small movie. And again, it has it feels like it has a smaller release than most of the other movies that we're talking about here too, at least in terms of theatrics and whatnot. So um, but that was my my hope. Uh, and Matt, you haven't seen it yet either. Has has it released in the UK? It comes out on the 18th of January, and it's on my uh, most anticipated list of the year. If anyone hasn't heard that, go check out the site and listen to it. I listened if to it yesterday. Could talk. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it, it, everything that you, John said for someone who hasn't seen it, and everything that uh, Big Tuna's saying makes me want to see it more with him saying it's still a very good film. Um, it's just got everything I want from this kind of movie from Barry Jenkins, like the powerful story, the tough story, the messages that are in there. The AFI have given it the recognition. The National Board Review have given it the recognition. Um, yeah. So, you know, the it's, it's the more learned poetic. amongst us are, give, are giving it that kind of recognition. But yeah, I can see exactly what you mean. Will it just be too small or, or not? Well, like, How are they going to be thinking? A, it's adapted from a book written by James Baldwin. And James Baldwin is a very poetic author. Mm-hmm. And so the film is extremely poetic. It's like adapted from a story as well. Or a stage play. It was play adapted or... from a stage play. Right, that yeah, yeah. I think, I think it was, I, I don't remember exactly. So don't quote me on this, but I think it was like not performed before they optioned it for the movie gotcha. or something like that. Yeah. I'm still looking forward to the film. Um, yeah. So it comes out in about a week's time over here and, Everything I've heard would kind of put it in that in the discussion for Oscar glory, um, but I'm going to bow to Sean because he's seen the film into into where he thinks it might end up. But either way, I'm still looking forward to it. But yeah, hopefully for my points, it doesn't win many. With that in mind, <laughs> let's hear Matt's second pick. Um, my pick is a film I saw 
very recently, one which I wasn't overly keen on, uh, keen on seeing, mind, but uh, watched it and thought it was very, very good, was Vice. Um, and I've picked this because I think it's going to get picked up in quite a few categories again. The Obviously, it's about Dick Cheney, so the US-centric nature is going to appeal to the voters, obviously depending on what side they lean on. But uh, Christian Bale, was I think he was excellent as the evil Dick Cheney. I don't think he was quite, he didn't lose himself quite as much as uh, Gary Oldman did as Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour in terms of becoming that character, but I still think he was excellent. I think it's going to be, I think it might sneak best a Best Picture nomination. Best Actor for Bale, possibly. Best Supporting Actress for Amy Adams. Best Director, Best Editing, Production Design. It's going to win Best Makeup. I'm going to put my house on it. It's going to win I, Best Makeup. I don't think it's going to win Best Makeup. I think but, it's going to do it. But I do think you have the one that will win Best Makeup. Ooh, oh, I can see which one that's going to be as well. But yeah. original screenplay, score, support an actor for Sam Rockwell, because I thought he nailed W. I, Best director. I think, I think the screenplay and director categories for that one are long shots. They're the outsiders, but because um, they I could feel still like this one, this one is a lot messier than the big short. I still love Vice. But uh, a lot of people had it pegged as possible, like, big contender. And now, I think outside of the acting categories, it's mostly a long shot. It was honestly. missing. And I like. I agree. I like the film an awful lot. It, I, it was missing, like, a spark to make it a really, really, really good film. I think, like, I think everybody's expecting. But I still enjoyed it. And I, I like the fact that they went for that kind of big short-esque uh, editing style. It didn't always work. but Because no. you're making a film about Dick Cheney. You've got to try and make it entertaining somehow. So I like the way that they... You know, jazzed up slightly, but editing's a long shot, but and director, but hey, that's part of my thinking. But also just because it had the buzz around it, it's a good film. It had the buzz around it. It's got Christian it, Bale leading it. it doesn't so. have a lot of buzz around it though anymore. Like it only got like a sixty-two on Metacritic. I think it wasn't as well received as everybody was expecting it to be. Neither was so like to, the, to my the win, first, between the those first, two. The first few reactions were extremely positive and then the reactions just started going downhill there are a lot of people who hated vice and i don't get it because i really I like it, it depends which side of the fence you lean on I because there a lot of there's a lot of anti-liberal messages apparently and dick cheney was portrayed as you know evil personified at points and of course if you're on the other side you're going to think that's victimization and it's a very divisive film politically yeah in terms of which way you lean but hmm in terms yeah. of a film though i enjoyed it yeah, I think um, especially when you do compare it to Big Short, a lot of the techniques that they use in the, in Big Short to like break down the policies and stuff, they're not as creative in Vice. There, there's a couple that I think are extremely creative that I really really liked, like the dinner sequence. Um, yes, and, that's um, the best. Yeah, I think that one's my favorite. Um, but like like the uh, fly fishing metaphor when he's talking to Bush felt kind of maybe on the nose, like a little too like yeah we got it we don't need to see it like. What about um, the heart one? I, I the heart one was interesting. Um, but and there's like Jesse Plemons. I don't think he's getting enough love because that dude is just like gold to me. If he's in a movie, um, everything he was in this year, I thought he was like a standout. Always very good when he pops up, even in something like Game Night when he turns up. He's just oh, the best part of the film. I love him in Game Night so much. And, Everybody loves him in Game Night. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I liked his role in Vice as well. And like we're not hearing much about it, and I understand why we're not. I mean. Bale's performance is overshadowing everything, I think, uh, in that movie, because he is freaking becomes Dick Cheney, and it's crazy. But um, 
yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to do uh, getting love outside of that award either, because I've some of the critics that I listen to who are noted liberals, who you would think would be like backing this movie, actually have been on the negative side of the film, but not because of the messages, but because of the delivery systems in place in the film for the messages. Just they were underwhelmed. Um, I don't know. Adam McKay tends to work for me anyways. I've liked a lot of his stuff. Not everything, but I've liked a lot. So I also like Vice, and I hope it does well. Um, honestly, I do want to win this, but I also want it to be close. I would much prefer if it's like two or three points. Like If it comes down to the best picture category for the winner, I will be happy. Because success that's, all around. Yeah, it's a Everyone's successful a winner. draft. Oh, that so way. that means Matt's not even going to be... <laughs> oh, man. Happy. We'll see. Um, that said, Sean, you had the third round of the pick. Uh, third pick of the round, I should say. Sorry. Mix those two words up. Um, what did you go with? I went with one that I really did not want to go with, but I knew I had to anyway. It's a film I think is probably the most overrated movie of the year. And that is Roma. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think Roma's that good, but a lot of people like. I mean, it's basically a lock for foreign language. Um, a lot of people have it pegged as a lock to get a Best Picture nomination. Uh, it's pretty much a lock for Best Director, and it'll probably win that. Um, it'll probably win Best Cinematography, and if it doesn't, that'll go to um, the favorite editing it's got a really good chance of getting a nomination um it's got a really good chance of getting a nomination in best actress and best screenplay um i think it's a good all-around pick for winning points and in nomination and wins uh i did want to take it because i did really like the movie (laughs) but strategy is strategy and i have to win so i can force you to watch another tyler perry movie no You've yeah. got John running scared because of Tyler Perry. Yeah, I'm, I I do not think that's fair if that's your whole <laughs> focus. Um, I, you know, the three of us are, we all are considered film critics, and we are in the minority on the reviews of Roma. I think I was a little more positive on it than you two, um, but still not. I, I don't think it's one of the, I don't think it's the best film of the year by any means. It's not even in my top 30, I don't think. Um keeping in mind that I saw over 169 movies and that were released in 2018. So I've seen quite a few. I uh, saw about 350 and <laughs> that was, that was pretty low. Like, I don't even know if that was in the top 200 for me, honestly. Wow. Yeah. So you're, like, you're much harsher on it than I was, but um, I don't think it's a bad film, but I think there are so many other foreign language films this year that are absolutely great. And like they deserve attention too, and Roma's hogging it. And like it's for one, it's great that this uh, the world cinema is getting into the spotlight finally because there's more to film than just American film for sure. And but I feel like there needs to be more attention on all of them and not just one because for example, like um, there's another one called Capernaum that yeah. I got to watch that film is phenomenal it's kind of similar to Roma but I'd say about 50 times better um, it I don't know I just feel like Roma's hogging all of the tension and it doesn't need to be yeah yeah I was um, too wasn't overly 
keen on the film. I sat down uh, expecting to be, yeah, you know, blown away and say this is the best film ever because I've mentioned with John before on somewhere else that a lot of people to me get swept up on the hype train and almost seemingly don't want to disrupt the apple cart. So a lot of people will say, will toe the line that this is a cinematic masterpiece that you mustn't miss. It's going to stay with you forever. And I think, did you watch the same film I did or are you just trying to please the crowd? I it's a, it's a beautiful, like... it's a beautiful film, but it looks like, like I've mentioned in my review, it just seems to me like it's a lo- lot of beautiful images sort of stitched together and they forgot a story. It's un- the characters are uninteresting, apart from the lead actress, who I think was very, very good. The emotion didn't hit me, apart from in one nasty scene towards the end. But I think this, this, this film was, like, I think it's the 83rd best film of the year for me. And uh, so, and there was some of the ones, some of the ones in front of it, would probably have people trying to uh, lynch me. But it's a stunning-looking <laughs> film, but it's not the masterpiece which I thought it was going to be. And I agree with you on world cinema or foreign film because I love watching French, Spanish, Italian films uh, and all around the world as well. Just yeah. to, because a film is filming every day. It doesn't matter if they're talking, what language you're talking, if it's subtitled. A good film's a good film. Yeah. But Roma is a decent film. I think I gave it middle of the road, five out of ten, because it's a decent film technically. It didn't do anything for me otherwise. But in terms of the Oscars, they're going to lap this up. Foreign film is a lock. I didn't actually, I we'd spoken before, I didn't realise that this could be nominated for the major awards. Now I know that. I feel foolish for not taking it. But in that case, yeah, cinematography, I think it's going to take that. Best picture, I think it's a shoe-in, just because of the massive hype around it. And a few of the other ones have you mentioned as well. But whether I agree with it, or me or you, I suppose, or anyone, is, is I guess it doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's not a film which I was overly impressed but I'm certainly not ever going to rush out to watch it again but if it wins some of the technical awards I'm not going to be overly upset well that concludes round two um round three Matt finally gets to pick first because he he got the second pick for round one and two this is where he gets his first first round pick um first pick in a round geez uh Matt what did you start round three with I went for a film which wasn't on the list I don't think and I only it only caught dawned on me towards the end when I was submitting my list but Bohemian Rhapsody is what I've gone for my first third round pick um okay as we know it did well at the Globe. it surprised everyone how well it did at the Globes picking up the best uh, drama I think it was um yeah it should do well in picking up the technical nods Rami Malek is a cert for a nomination for best actor it is an outside is an outside to good chance of a best picture nomination and then of course you've got costume design makeup sound editing sound mixing Film editing, maybe. It's a film which I I enjoyed. It made me realise just how good of a band Queen were. But in terms of the film, Rami Malek was very good, apart from his, we've mentioned it before, how his teeth didn't look right for a lot of the film. Yeah, um, I think this is the film that's going to win makeup. I would be, uh, if it does, I would, again, I'm not going to hate it if it does, but I would be surprised just because... I think it, it's going to either be Yeah, the second half of Bohemian Rhapsody, Rami Malek nailed... Freddie Mercury in terms of the image as well, but the first half when it's uh, young Freddie, it something didn't. It looked like somebody trying to be Freddie Mercury or taking the Mickey a little bit. But as a film, it's not the best film of the year, and if it's not going to win Best Picture, I don't think. Even though I picked it, I think it's going to get a nomination. But I've gone it. I've gone it. Gone for it because of you know the Malik factor. There's a yeah. good chance he could win Best Actor again. Whether it's right is another story. But 
it's riding a wave at the Golden Globe. So for me, it's fairly safe, but stranger things have happened. Yeah, I I was shocked at its success at the Globes, and it seemed like a lot of people were as well. And uh, the Brian Singer controversy with him being the listed director, although my understanding is he didn't finish the film. It was only like a week. Yeah, it was. He did enough to keep the credit. Um, like I think the yes. DGA is eighty percent of the film completed. Um, but and I mean, honestly, I think Dexter Fletcher got the better end of the deal because I think I I can't confirm this, but I want to say he might have gotten Rocket Man because of this. He has oh. got Rocket Man, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know he's doing Rocket Man, but yeah. I don't know if it was directly because of this. Well, I've heard. I've read story that that is. Uh, people are uh, pretty much the case yeah yeah and so i am curious to see if the academy will give it as much love as the globes did um i did like the movie and i again um i am i don't i don't feel like i hate on biopics as much as some other critics but uh i i'm definitely capable of hating on one if uh, my review for basis of sex will drop soon and you'll see where i do have issues with some biopics um but bohemian to me it was fun and so it, it was at least enjoyable it could have been a little more hard hitting but i'm okay with it not being um and i had a blast with it i still don't expect it to be pulling in a lot of awards but um you never know i am curious to see and um i want to talk more actually about sean's pick so sean unless you got something you really got to say about bohemian i'd like to hear what your third round pick is my third round pick was another pick that i did not want to take but i took it for strategy reasons and that's first man uh, I kind of hated this movie, to be honest. I kind of did too. It like it's only soured on me over time. Um, I would say like I, I was probably more disappointed by First Man than I was by Roma, but I'm angrier over Roma because Roma's getting so much hype. But this film is a lock for a lot of technical nominations and is probably going to win a lot of them. And so I had to pick it. Um, I don't agree that uh, it should win some of the ones it's going to win. But uh, it's basically a lock to get a a nomination in score, sound editing, and sound mixing. And I think it's going to win score. And I love the score, but I don't think the score fit the film. So I don't want it to win score, even though it probably will. And then I know it's probably going to win either sound editing or sound mixing or both. Um, I think it's got a good chance at visual effects and supporting actress, a decent chance at cinematography, even though I hated the cinematography because it made me feel sick to my stomach, a decent chance at production design and a long shot possibility at actor, director, and best picture. Correct me if I'm wrong though. Was it completely snubbed at the globes? No, Justin Uh, Hurwitz won score. Just the score. one score, and I'm pretty sure Claire Foy was nominated for supporting actress. But I thought she was fantastic in the film. A she lot was. of she was the best part of that movie. Yeah. A lot of the other elements that we were talking here were completely left off. Like that movie, to me. But they don't have a lot of those awards at the, uh, at the Golden Globes, though. They true. don't have a sound editing or a sound mixing award. But you said director and you said actor, so I assume you went Gosling. Those, but those are those are long shot though. Got like, it. Got those it. Are, those are like very slim possibilities. I mean, the thing is, and where First Man fell for me more than anything is, I went in 
totally riding the Chazelle train. You like, I love Whiplash, I love mm-hmm. La La Land, and I love Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling's listed in my top five actors, and so I'm I went into First Man with so much anticipation. It was going to be my favorite movie of the year, and I walked out so disappointed. I was bored through p- chunk, chunks of the movie. I didn't have the emotional connection to Neil Armstrong that a lot of other people who have loved this movie have said that they had. Um, and I was not awe-inspired by the visuals like other people had been. But that that kind of falls to me. I uh, agree. And so I don't I don't want it to win. Yeah, no, I understand. I, but, I, I mean, I do want it to win because then I get points. <laughs> but, like, I don't think it deserves to win, even though I think it probably will. And so I'm, I'm ex- that's I'm, why I picked it. I'm curious to see how it does because it feels like the movie that has been the most forgotten out of the ones that mm-hmm. had been hyped up to me. And, of course, that's from my perspective, so maybe I'm the one who's just ignoring all the first man talk. I think it's because people were disappointed by it. I too, I, I think I've had a sound of it. I preferred it more than you guys did, but I still was expecting you know, something a lot more. That had some really good moments, but I think the sound in the film, the sound design was spectacular and just and the score to me this was the best score of the year for me i could see exactly what sean was saying though that didn't really fit the film i but when i was listening to the score when i was watching the film i was actually enjoying that more than part by, of the film. by itself the score is the best score of the year yeah yeah the, but, exactly, yeah it's a stunning score in relation to the film it's not good and so because of that i don't think it deserves best score I think I think it's just been forgotten as a film, not forgotten as a film, but in terms of the the Oscar talk, because best best put, let's put it like it is, there's films that have come out since that which have just been a lot better. Yeah. So I think it's just been pushed down because more and more films are coming out during Oscar season that are better and frankly deserve the awards more. I, I, I did enjoy First Man, but not as much as I wanted, like you guys. I um I apparently I've known this about myself for a little while now, but. I often will like completely be oblivious to score. I don't remember anything about the score for this movie. I don't remember even acknowledging it while it was, it was happening. Wonderful. It was very similar to the score from La La Land. See, and that's why I like it by itself, but uh, it doesn't fit the movie. Well, very ethereal score. It's really, really nice. I had the last pick of round three, and I went with Mary Poppins Returns, mm. um, partly out of my own love of the movie. But also, I, I do expect it to get some of those uh, under-the-line nods. Um, I think it's going to get a lot of nods, but sadly, I don't think it's going to get a lot of wins. I don't think it's going to get a lot I'd of wins be, either. I'd be surprised if it gets a single win, even though it deserves quite a few. Yeah. Because, like, it's I, I agree. one of the best costume designs of the year. For sure. But some people are saying it's not even going to get a nomination for that. Which is disgusting if that happens. Um, yeah. But especially because like, Suicide understand. Squad won for that a couple years ago. <laughs> Best makeup. Best makeup. makeup, Okay, but it was it was nominated, I think, for costume then. Um, And like, I think I think the best costume design of the year probably is Beale Street, in my opinion. But Mary Poppins Returns is close second, and people are saying the favorite is going to win, and that's also great. But Mm -hmm. I just I feel like Beale Street and Mary Poppins stand out above the favorite to me. Well, and I'm hoping production design for Poppins maybe uh, because of the especially the animated sequence in the movie. Um, and then, you know, Blunt, I think Blunt deserves the actress nod for either this or another movie that we haven't brought up. Not that she'll win, but, you know, 
I really enjoy her. I would love for Lin Man uh, Lin Manuel Miranda to get either supporting or best actor. I would think supporting would, would be, be more likely. You, you think, uh, for lead. Yeah, well, that I feel like that might hurt his chances. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's a long shot because they are campaigning in for lead. Yeah, if they would have done supporting; he would have had a better chance. I agree, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's a mistake on their part. I don't. I mean, if they go ten pictures for best picture, maybe, but I doubt it. And so, uh, yeah, I'm hoping for those under the lines to get the non points. I'm not expecting win points for this one, but I would be happy if it gets win points because I do like this movie quite a bit. Um, but that's round three. Do uh, you guys have any uh, anything to add to Mary Poppins? Uh, Mary Poppins. When it's the one film of, I think, everybody's picks almost. I know Sean will argue Green Book, but Mary Poppins is the one film which I can't see winning big. Um, just because this is, this is the film this year. So start, any other year, I think Mary I, Poppins I think, would I win think the Mary Poppins song. Has, a, has less of a chance of winning than Green Book, but I still feel like Green Book was the overall worst pick. Because it was like a round three pick in round one. Take that, man. And I, I, I feel like <laughs> Mary Poppins that. was a round three pick in round three. Yeah, yeah I, I feel that way. I just think that any other year it could have done quite well. But with, like you said, a, a Star is Born probably going to win best song. Any other year Poppins would win. Emily Blunt. I, I really I can't... want um, the place where lost things go to win best song. I can't have Emily Blunt being all... nominated ahead of Tony Collette for best actress. I can't not have it. Because whilst mm. I liked, I, I thought Emily Blunt was great as Mary Poppins. She really was great. Well, she, I, I think Tony Collette has been wildly overlooked Me in too. every aspect and actress. And, the if, and if you compare the two of them, I think she's because she's not going to yeah. be in the nominations. I honestly disagree. I feel like Blunt is better than Collette, but that's just me. Like I can understand where a lot of people come in and say Colette is better because Colette's performance is great. It's in my top five of the year, but I'd say um, Blunt is probably my second favorite female performance. Of the well, year. And I would argue I that I don't think Colette's going to get a nomination, which no, I don't think I don't is either. is a shame. Or Viola Davis either, but mm. I, I which is nuts. Favorite, I can't believe Widows isn't on this conversation. That... I know my first I love favorite that. female performance of the year isn't even a movie that like half the people have seen and it's probably not gonna even like be in any talks and that was colette um, i saw that, that last week movie. oh you did the yeah, Keira Knightley Knightley is awesome in that i think kira knightley delivers the best performance of her career in that movie and i think it is the best female performance of the year and i feel like she is absolutely being robbed with getting zero attention for that performance it came out in the same week as the favorite over here so we caught of course we had these two contrasting period films and i much preferred colette which whilst colette is colette is actually doing very well critically i think it's in the higher echelons on the site but it's it's been overshadowed yeah it's been overshadowed and dominic was very good in it as well that that was a great movie that people didn't see like i don't think it's marketed very well though no it's it's not not been not at all uh even John decided not to see it. Like we yeah. had the perfect opportunity to see it. And I'm like, you need to see this movie. I've seen this movie. It is great. It's a great movie. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm going to go see something else. Something and crappy. Like, I think John. Too. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, John, you need to see this movie. It's so much better than you think it's going to be. I am going to see it. it. Um, after hearing if anyone out there hasn't seen it, do go and watch it. It's on my Colette list. And Dominic West are fab, uh, not Colette. Kira Knightley and Dominic West are great, but Kira Knightley, when she when she's on form, she is a fabulous actress. All right, let's get to round four. Not not just because we're starting to talk about movies that aren't even picked, so we need to <laughs> focus in. Um, 
round four, Matt gets to go first again because he was, you know, later in the first two rounds. So, Matt, what did you pick for the first uh, pick of round four? I've gone for Black Klansman. Um, well, again, a film which I think was in it was in my top three of the year. I think it was excellent. I think it's got a chance of best picture, best director, adapted. I think it's going to win best adapted screenplay, film editing, score, best supporting actor for Adam Driver and John David Washington for best actor. I think it's going to get nominations in those. And again, like um, Green Book, but more so, more much more so for Black Klansman. It's a powerful film which is going to resonate with us with us a fairly big majority of the voters, I think. Plus the yeah. fact that it's a very very good film, but Black Klansman floored me. How good it is, and Spike Lee. I, I think you do have a very good chance of getting best adapted screenplay. I think it's or... going to win, but that. As for the actors, I definitely think. I think the 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 nominations I put out there, I think they're for me. They're going, those six or seven are going to get the nomina- are going to get nominations in those categories. Winning is another story, but I think it's going to be up there. Spike Lee for me was the best director of the year, and I'm not a massive Spike Lee fan overall, but I think Black Klansman is the best directed film. Of you the know year. what? I 100% agree that yeah. Spike Lee deserves that award. He's not going to get it. He's not going to get it. He deserves it. Corona. I'm there just it. on the basis of hope. Yeah, on the basis of sex. He'll get, get a nomination, but I don't think he's going to win it. Now, here's the thing. I, I am a Spike Lee fan, um, but I think this is by far the best work he's done in years. And yeah. um, honestly, Matt, if you you took it away from me, my plan was for round four was this movie, <laughs> and you got it just before me. I was like, oh, no. So I, I, I had to be taken before. I had to make some decisions um, on what Actually, I was going for. I, so. I, I had this pegged as a long shot in a few of the categories that Matt mentioned, and so this wasn't on my plan to pick. Sadly, I wanted to pick it because it's a movie I loved so much mm-hmm. it made my top ten of the year, but I don't think it has that great of a chance to win anything other than maybe adapted screenplay. But I think I, I think I have the film that's going to win adapted screenplay, and I hope not. But I'm pretty sure it will. Um, uh, well, that, I'm going to go into my my pick for round four, and it's honestly I don't regret it, but I do regret it, and <laughs> I'm going to say why. Um, I really loved "Can You Ever Forgive Me." Uh, I think it's Melissa McCarthy's best performance. Um, I I literally had his name, uh, Richard E. Grant. Richard I've e. been Grant. a fan of since Hudson Hawk. People, I want that to be. <laughs> On Front Street, I have been an advocate for that movie as since I was like, it's I don't know, not a good ten movie. years. It is a fun movie, and I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> um, singing to keep time one. while cat burglaring is a, an effective technique. Now that said, um, I don't know that it's going to get a whole lot of other nods. Uh, maybe adapted screenplay nod. Uh, I don't think win, but I do think it's got a chance um, because of the the source material. Um, I think there is a lot of good in the movie. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't feel like it's got the, the allure of production design. Although I do think the movie looks like it's set, like it, like when it's set, like it feels like we're in that, that time period. It feels so lived in and I, so I real, but and I think this film has one of, one of the, I think it's probably my third favorite score of the year, believe it or not hmm. behind. Um, I think, Beale Street is my favorite score. Vice is my second favorite score, which is ironic because those are the two same composers. Oh, uh, yes. uh, it, same composer and um, 
he's a newcomer, I believe. I don't think I've seen anything else from him. But um, and then I'd say, can you ever forgive me? Is my third favorite score. Nice. And I don't think it's going to get nominated yeah. in that category. I I, I haven't seen this, so I can't add to the conversation. But what I will say is I've heard a lot about the film, and I've heard that Richard E. Grant is spectacularly good in it, and I've heard he's I he may be in the probably. conversation. I I don't know. Mahershala Ali is great in Green Book. I loved Mahershala Ali in Green Book, but he's neck and neck with Richard E. Grant in my book. Well, no I would. Uh, Mahershala was far better in that case. <laughs> my my one fear, and I again, I like this pick, and I really like this movie, but. I kind of wish I had gone with The Quiet Place here instead, mainly because of the PTA support that is get that movie is getting. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson had a Academy screening for A Quiet Place, pushing that movie to get uh, one. As Sean pointed out with Tony Collette, the genre bias that horror often sees with the Academy. So PTA backing a film, which we all know PTA's movies usually get a lot of Oscar love. Um, so him pushing for A Quiet Place to get that recognition, it, it's still a long shot, but I would have liked to have had it. Because Personally, I think A Quiet Place is going to win an award. Uh, it's possible. It, the WGA gave it a nomination in screenplay for original screenplay, which I think is absurd because, yeah. But um, I think it's going to win one of the two sound categories and First Man is going to yeah. win the other one. Because there's not a war film this year, nope, really. I was thinking that too, yeah. And that usually goes to war movies. And so I feel like First Man's going to get one and uh, A Quiet Place will get one I mean, for the sound design category. There's Mary Queen of Scots, Sean. There's war scenes in that. Garbage crap. I mean, King. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> um, yeah, can you ever forgive me? I... I... I hope get some love. Um, I hope I don't end up like seeing a quiet place pop up on every category and really kicking myself yeah. for forgetting it. But, um, but I actually almost took a quiet place as well. Like I, I very strongly considered that, yeah. but I that would have been my round five pick. But yeah, that was I, one I, I weighed up. Something else. I can't see Krasinski getting the best director. I can't see Emily and, Blunt getting best I, actress. I would... But she was very good in it. But and obviously the other technicals. It may have got some nods, but as much as I enjoyed the film, I, I could see, and everybody else seemed to, that that might be the film this year which kind of gets overlooked. You see, that was another film that I thought was extremely overrated. I didn't think it was bad, but I didn't think it was as great as everyone else. And I'm about to give an unpopular opinion among critics, but Bird Box is way better than A Quiet Place. <gasps> that, shut your mouth. That I is garbage. Box mind, but go on. I hate. I, I've. I, yeah. I, I loved Bird Box. And what? I was disappointed by A Quiet Place. Dude, Bird Box is trash. Yeah. Bird Box was awesome. Trash. Bird Box was like, solid. Like, you see, for me, like, that's a weird feeling to be with, like, the public majority and the critical minority. But, like, I really loved Bird Box. I forgot like, you love Bird Box, and that makes me nauseous. I, I, I am so. <laughs> I, I know my hatred for it is only growing because of the popularity, which I'm not usually a contrarian. I'm usually the opposite. I'm usually kind of go with the flow, happy go lucky film critic guy. Yeah. But Bird I'm Box. I'm usually the contrarian, and that movie worked for me. Man. Like, I gave it like a four and a half out of five. I, I, I gave it seven and a half out of ten. It was a good thriller, but I thought it, it reminded me a lot of The Mist as well, quite, which is what I drew comparisons it's, from. I said, what if the happening, but good. Yeah. Like, it, no, it, no. I agree with the like happening the comparison. Happening. 
I completely agree with the happening comparison, except not good, and which was the happening. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I man, I'm glad that movie's not in the freaking Oscar talk. Stupid piece of crap. All right. Anyways, Sean, let's hear your round four pick, which is a movie I my, did like. My round four pick is a mo- another movie I think was overrated. I I thought this was good. The first time I was very, I, I saw it twice. The first time I saw it, I was very angry with it. The second time I saw it, I liked it more. Uh, it's Black Panther. Um, I mm. think it's a good movie. I don't think it's a great movie. I think the superhero parts of it are very weak, and the non super uh, non superhero parts of it are really great. Mm-hmm. And so um, this, I think, it's going to get a best picture nomination. And I, I've, uh, I know somebody who's an Academy voter, and he's saying that it's picking up a lot of steam for winning best picture. Wow. Because um, a lot of the writers are supporting it, and a lot of the uh, the below the line guilds, so like visual effects and stuff, yes, are supporting it. And then the producers are supporting it. And so the single biggest branch of the academy is the actors. And I don't think they're rallying behind Black Panther. From what I can tell, the actors are rallying behind Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star Is Born. But the produ- like everyone else, from what I can tell, is rallying behind Black Panther. And so I think Black Panther has a solid chance at Best Picture, a solid chance at Best Adapted Screenplay, and a very good chance at quite a few of the technical awards. Do you think so Coogler will get first, a director? I don't think so. But Michael I, B. Um, Jordan, I'd like to see get a nom. I'd like I think to he see was Michael great. B. Jordan get a nom, but I don't think he will. Yeah. But I... Honestly, like this was originally one of my riskier picks. I almost skipped over this one, but now that I'm hearing more about it, I think I sh- honestly should have picked this earlier than I did. Like, I can see myself having switched this with First Man. Yeah. Um, for this to be my round three, but I'm glad I got it in round four because I think it's gonna bring me some points. Well, the one thing that Black Panther isn't getting enough recognition for. I am, I'm teaching my Film 1 class's uh, genre analysis this year, and we are studying sci-fi. And that's a genre I feel very close with, and yet never acknowledge the uh, overbearing amount of white male uh, dominance in that mm-hmm. genre. And so Black Panther, as a sci-fi movie, uh, broke a lot of the stereotypes of the genre, especially with having a black director, um, a predominantly black cast, and uh, a, pro- a black protagonist. So... It really, when people say it revolutionized film, I don't think they're looking at it from a genre perspective, and that's where it really did. It made a huge leap forward in that genre that hasn't been seen in a long while. Um, so it, it does deserve to have more recognition. Um, will it be the first comic book movie to win Best Picture? That it will be crazy. Um, and huge. So I, I had a great time with Black Panther, but if this wins Best Picture... Holy hell! I had a, and if this, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I really enjoyed Black Panther, but some of the visual effects were like a PS2 cut. Some, of, they yeah. were some of the visual effects were awful, mm-hmm. but I sadly, like, I think this is gonna win visual effects. Like, it shouldn't, but it probably will. No, I mean, the best I, visual effects. I had in a movie, great time, but it's not best picture material. No, the best Winning visual effect is the city though like when you see wakanda for the first time yes. it looks amazing but oh, like those rhinos the war rhinos yes that whole sequence is awful bad. yeah i agree, I agree like, exactly yeah. what sean said when it's not being and I, again comic book films i like them for the most part when it's not being comic booky 
this Black Panther is a, like, astonishingly very good. It's when yes. it kind of goes back into convention that it falls down like, towards the end when... Well, like, the action there, sequences they're... in this movie are really lame. Yeah, they're fighting for... Again, it's fighting for the world almost. Like, try not to expose Wakanda to the world. And a sm- uh, it, when it was a smaller story, it was so much better when it was like, you know, smaller, quieter, more contained within the world of Wakanda. That was excellent. And the performances really were... I thought Michael B. Jordan was the best of the lot. Tragic Bozeman was very good, but I think there were other... Angela Bassett was better. Um, and the, the dude... I can't remember the guy who played Baku. I can't remember his name now. Umbaku, but I liked him uh, an awful lot. Is he well. the, the one that was in the mountains? Yes. Yeah. Winston I, I liked Duke. Him. Winston Duke. I liked him, but... He is the star of Us in March. <laughs> it's coming out soon, yeah. But I... Again, just... I loved Black Panther, but uh, if this wins best, best picture... I can see it getting a nom, but if it wins, wow. Wow. Well, that leads us to round five. Um, we all went into more niche categories for this round, which I thought was interesting. That was not my plan, but since I went last and I kind of saw what you guys did, I decided to go with a similar strategy, although I think I have the riskiest of the picks, um, although Sean will argue, I think, that Matt's pick isn't great either. <laughs> um, but let's hear, uh, Sean, you had the first pick of round five. What did I you go with? I had the first pick, and I will admit, this is one I did not put on the list, because I didn't think about it until I already distributed the list. And I was like, whoa, that would be a good choice. I picked Bao. And Bao is the Disney short that um, was played in front of Incredibles 2. And so in recent memory, the Disney short almost always wins. I think yep. there was that basketball short that won that one year. The Kobe Bryant was last year, the, I think, right? I don't remember yeah. which year it was. But it, it won and it kind of upset like the Disney one. But I loved Bao. Uh, I think it's their best short in a very long time. Yeah, it's an amazing and short. It is. It was brilliant. I think it is a lock to get a nomination, and all but a lock to get a win. And if it does win, that would mean I get the perfect, perfect attendance bonus yeah. as well. Because I mean, it could upset and get a best picture nomination. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, I. I think this was a very safe choice to get five points. Yeah. And well, so that's when why you I went with that one. first did it, I was like, that's not very smart because you're only going to get at most, you know, at worst one point and then at best three points. And then I was like, wait a minute. Sean perfect added that attendance. perfect attendance rule. And then I was like, okay, I like that strategy because it's a good way of getting some extra points mm-hmm. in a category because none of us are going to go against, a, we're not going to pick a short to combat you. And right. Um, so we both, Matt and I kind of followed But two. I mean, last year I went with a similar strategy. Like I went with the documentary I thought was going to win last year. True. And the documentary didn't even get nominated. Yeah. So <laughs> I went with a much safer fifth round pick. I think you're right. Year. And I am apprehensive about mine, but we're not to me yet. Matt, what did you go with for round five? I, mine was a toss up between two. One of them wasn't an animated film and one was. And I went for uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which, uh, which is only going to get you one point. It won at the Globe. It's not and it's gonna a, win. It's a better movie than Incredibles. Two Incredibles Two is far. a better movie no, than no. Spider-Man. And Incredibles Spider-Man. Two wasn't even as good as its a predecessor. I it, totally disagree. I think Incredibles no, Two is just I, the best film. Toy Story Three. I'd like to see this win for the points, but also just to break up the monotony of. You know Disney Pixar. Pixar yeah. I think Spider Verse is the better, the best anime. It's one of the, it's, it's the best comic book film of the year. It is the no. best animated film. Uh, of the year. I Spider- think Incredibles 
Spider Verse. Would this be a perfect attendance as well for best animated feature? I hope yeah, so, would, man. Yeah. Unless, unless if it surprises in something. Like, they're campaigning yeah. it for other stuff, too, so it's possible oh. that it surprises. I think it will just be... The other film I was, I was thinking about was Hereditary, because I liked it, but then I thought it's going to get... It, no one's talking about that. So, yeah, unfortunately. And that's because I'd forgotten about A Quiet Place. So It, it deserves... Spider-Man was my Spider-Verse. Hereditary yeah, deserves something, I, but... I, I um, 100% think Incredibles 2 is a better movie than Spider-Verse. I think I, Sean I, is I, wrong. I've quite a few arguments with a lot of people... But I think that Incredibles 2 has a much more, um, like, uh, a much less formulaic plot. And I feel like... It felt like an extension of the first one. It's just trying to be the same film. It was the same film. I don't think so. I think think there's a lot, and there are a lot more metaphors in Incredibles 2 than there are in Spider-Verse. I think Mm. Spider-Verse is a very emotional film. But the emotional beats are the same as any other Spider-Man film. And so, like, it definitely connected with me. I love Spider-Verse. But I think Spider-Verse is, like, an A-minus film. And Incredibles 2 is an A. Well, like a I'm, I'm going to speak from... So it's only a small difference, though. I'm speaking yes. from a yeah, different yeah. point of view. I uh, Spider-Verse is possibly in my top five for the year. Um, it has made me like a Post Malone song. And it has made me like a Jaden Smith song, which I never in my life would have ever thought possible. I will say, Um, I do love that Post Malone song. Yeah, man. Flower. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And uh, the Jaden Smith song is called Way Up. And the whole whole soundtrack is actually phenomenal. Um, I I would love to see this win all the awards because I really do love this movie. Like, I don't think I've ever, I don't remember being so caught up in a film where, like, when it ended... I had a hard time articulating my opinion just because I was so in- engaged that I wasn't thinking about individual components at all. I, I've i since thought about it more now. I do want to see it a second time because I know that sometimes those initial viewings can be de- like deceiving. So yeah. I'd like to watch it a second time before I commit it to my top five. But right now it is in my top five. I wasn't even interested in seeing it for the first time because it wasn't... I like, I like Spider-Man films, but... I wasn't really interested in seeing an animated film with Spider-Man because I'm not overly sold on all of the uh, animated comic book flicks I've seen. But I'd seen all of the all of the hype and the 100% on RT and all of that, and I'll give it a go, and I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree. I wasn't super excited. I mean, I wa- I'm a big Spider-Man fan. He is my second favorite comic book character behind only Batman. And it's it's honestly close because I've always, since I was a kid... I've loved both of those characters, and they've always kind of fought for positioning Batman just winning out um, long term, be- partly because of the uh, the early films. Because you know Tim Burton came out when I was uh, Tim Burton's Batman came out when I was seven, so I've been mm-hmm. seeing Batman on the big screen, even the bad ones, since I was seven years old. Where it took you know a lot longer for Spider Man to get there, um, but I I hope it does great. I like this. I, I like the strategy that I decided to follow suit with my round five pick. But I am very, very nervous because I saw a lot of documentaries this year. I think more documentaries from 2018 than I'd ever seen in the year. But it is a there's a a lot of uh, comments being made that the Academy Awards tend to snub the box office successful documentaries. Mm. And the one I went with has been a success. And I went with Free Solo. Now, for me personally, my favorite documentary of the year, I think, is still Won't You Be My Neighbor. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think it's the best, but it clicked with me so much, it's hard for me to put anything above it in that I category. I think that's going to win it. 
And if it does, I will be even more heartbroken, Matt, because <laughs> I, I would have loved to go with my heart. But I went with um, Free Solo is a documentary that feels like a regular suspense film. I, I've never had a documentary put me on the edge of my seat and keep me so captivated. Um, plus, it has interesting characters that are compelling. And again, I'm calling them characters despite it being real people. But they, it doesn't. The guy doesn't feel like a real person in some ways. There's a scene where Matt, and, uh, or sorry, not Matt and I, Sean and I, uh, we saw this together, and the dude's eating out of a pan with a spatula, and we both laughed. Like, out of just, like, who is this guy? Like, who is this this person that's being followed with these cameras? Because he doesn't seem possible to be fully real. And I'm hoping that will keep it in the running and hopefully get the win. It is such a crazy documentary in every way. I mean, the, the risks that the camera people take in order to film it alone is crazy. And the guy's life is literally in danger the entire time. So there's a lot of reasons it deserves it. Honestly, this movie could get a uh, cinematography nod because there are some of the best visuals. Oh, it's not got a chance for cinematography. I know, but it could is what I'm saying, Sean, because it's gorgeous. I'm not saying it, it could. It is gorgeous. Yeah, it I'm not saying gorgeous. it could in the sense of them actually giving it, but I'm saying it, you put the images from this film up against any of the cinematography nods, I bet you they're as beautiful because the the, the freaking setting of this film at, at El Capitan is gorgeous anyways. I've been there. I have not, but it's, it's, it's very beautiful and they do a great job of capturing it. It's, it's a great movie. I think it's my favorite documentary of the year and possibly one of the best documentaries, if not the single best documentary I have ever seen. Wow. Wow. Um, I, and... I love it. It was in my top five of the year, I believe. Um, I can't wait to see it again. I am really, really, really upset they didn't release it anywhere near here on IMAX. Yeah. Because, like, um, this weekend, I live near London. It, they had no release over here. Tiniest release, even in London, in the smallest cinemas. It, very, it barely got released to the point where I couldn't see it. So uh, I'm waiting for it to come out on streaming. But I've heard from JB that this is a must-see. Yeah. Well, in the U.S., this weekend, they released it in IMAX. But not in any of the theaters in, near me. Yeah, and that's a shame because I would love to see that on the big IMAX screen in Point Orlando. But um, I agree. I, if if it does get nominated for documentary and wins, then I have that lock for the PA, and so that's five points that I'm hoping for. Not expecting, but I didn't know where to go for pick five, so I went for that potential. It might all come down to that fifth pick. Yeah, that'd be interesting for me to win. <laughs> well, um, that is our picks. Um, I'm fairly confident with mine I, again I, i'm a little worried about can you ever forgive me not getting enough love uh to get me the points i'm gonna need but um i'm super confident in mine and i think i'm gonna win uh the only competitor i really have is john sorry matt i i really don't think you even have a chance these, these americans sticking up for each other hey. i'm confident with what i've got i think I think my five are going to garner, like yours as well, all of yours, but I think mine are going to garner a heck of a lot of nominations. It just depends on, remember, the Academy of Voters are human. They're going to be swayed by something or their own personal emotions or feelings. So mm -hmm. there might be a surprise in there somewhere, and I'm hoping that it's going to be one of mine. And I I'm, hope Green Book doesn't suffer too and, much. And hold on, did we say that I could not pick Butu and Media Halloween as the punishment <laughs> yes, again? Yes, uh, you cannot make me watch the same movie again. Um now, before we go, hold on. I, I do think you have one bad pick, and I don't know. I have no evidence to support my, my feeling, but I I feel like if anything, if there is a 
uh, a weakness in your selections, it will be first man. I, I don't know that it will be bad. I'm saying if there is one, I think that could be the surprise that it ends first up. First man, first man is going to give me at least three points because it's going to win score. And that's probably technically even if. Yeah. The, only thing it gets nominated for is score and it wins score then that means i get perfect attendance too so ah, i valid I'm point. very confident i'm very confident in first man See, at least getting me some points i'm I not hate, gonna have like last year where i didn't have any points at all i hate that you point. have that uh well i do think the only three people helps with that too i think having five people last year made it uh where some of our picks we were like reaching really hard just trying to fill our list there. Um, so I, I do think three people is kind of the sweet spot for this, unless we expanded and tried to add globes or, or the BAFTAs or something. But, um, so that, that's our picks, everyone. That's what we're expecting to see at the Oscars. Obviously there are movies that we didn't pick that will get some nominations, but probably not many nominations. I think we've covered the big, uh, the big films. Except for Quiet Place, which you should have picked instead of Free Solo, probably. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, maybe, maybe, um. Although, again, I guess you're right, though. The or, Perfect Attendance Award. Incredibles 2, which Matt no. should have picked instead of Spider-Verse. No. <laughs> no I, I, Matt and I are in agreement with that. I, what, it could. It, we could backfire and Incredibles does win. I, I'm totally, if Incredibles wins, I am going to... I'm turning my phone out, off. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to send out so many texts over the <laughs> chat. We will... Oh, um, like, it's between those two films, so Spider-Man is going to win in the end, but it's between those two films. So once uh, the winner is decided, we will do a quick little follow-up episode um, yep. where we kind of just you know talk about the, the Oscars in general, um, where we went wrong, what we would do differently, and then uh, and the announcement of the movie. punishment is going to be. And then <laughs> at some point in the, pa- in the future, there will be a special episode. Um, it won't officially be a movie club episode because Corey has gotten... Uh, smartly opted to not participate because she doesn't really care about the Oscars. So she, her stakes in this are basically just getting punished. So <laughs> um, she, uh, she, it won't be an official movie club episode, but we'll do a special episode with me and uh, Sean and Matt, where the two of us will have watched the movie out of punishment. The other one will be there to gloat and laugh at their pain. Um, you know what? I might not actually punish you this year. I might choose to give you a film that I actually like and want you to watch. And that, that hasn't or I might yet, make you way. watch Boot to a Media Halloween again. Correct. Um, I do want to clarify. If anyone from the Academy is listening, do not vote for any of Sean's films, please. Yes, yes, help <laughs> us out. But uh, the, the, the winner gets to choose a movie for the losers to watch. So it does not have to be a bad thing. It could be maybe there's a movie that you really love and no one will give you the time of day. And so that's the movie we pick. Um, it does have to be something that is accessible, though. You can't make them, like, shell out a bunch of money for some weird collector's edition of something that doesn't uh, readily come available. And it is nice to, if we consider um, regions, because Matt may not have the same stuff on his Netflix, etc. Yeah, I'm um, going to have to look that up. I might actually consult with Matt before I assign it. This is more about um, punishing John than geez. anything for me. Oh, man. Uh, even, even though I'm sure Matt's going to lose... I, I, I kind of want to team up with him to make sure John gets viciously punished. I he has spent the whole episode yeah. um, dissing my, <laughs> my cho- choices. Now he wants to team up with me. I'll take some of your, take some of your choices for that. Um, anyways, folks, that's our episode. Uh, I do want, before we leave, I want Matt and Sean to tell you uh, what they, you know, where you can find them, reach out to social media, that kind of thing. We'll start with uh, Sean. Where can the first? listeners find you? Uh, listeners can find me uh, again. My website is popaction, 
or popaxiom.com, P-O-P-A-X-I-O-M. And uh, you can follow the site on social media uh, at popaxiom, same spelling. Or, and you can follow me on social media at, uh, at Big Tuna on Film on Twitter or Instagram. Alrighty, and Matt, what about you, sir? Uh, you could find me at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk across all the social medias, just at what I watch tonight. Uh, we're on Rotten Tom- I'm on Rotten Tomatoes, so if you want to see what I have to say about the tomato meter, go on there and you'll see me affecting that. And all the podcasts can be found on the website, including, like I say, Movie Astrology, which we do with John uh, every month or so. And um, for me, I'm at Burke Reviews, that's B-E-R-K, reviews.com, but you can also... Uh, follow me, same thing, on social media, at Burke Reviews. And my podcast, uh, you're listening to this, you probably are subscribed already, but it's at, um, it's not at, I'm sorry, it's Burke Reviews, MovieCast, um, and also Bloody Awesome MovieCast, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Um, if you like what we're doing, please rate and review, and I'm saying for all of us, anything we do, uh, share it on your social media. It helps people find us and spreads the word about what we're doing, because we put a lot of time into this, and we really do love what we do. So, uh, guys, thank you for taking up some time on a Saturday to do this discussion. Um, I look forward to the Oscars and yes. uh, hopefully getting some sweet, sweet revenge on Sean for last year's Boo 2. Not going to happen. It we'll is going to happen. I've got to say as well, check out Sean's interview of Lin-Manuel Miranda as well because yes. it was very, very good. Yeah. That was awesome. A cool opportunity. Thank you for the shout out. Um, and yeah, uh, actually, I, I, I got to say, um, while I want everyone to come to my site for sure, these two guys do great work. Um, I'm honored to be connected to both of them. As much trash talk as there has been this episode, uh, Thank I, you, Joe. <laughs> um, I like, I, I love talking to you guys about movies. It's always great fun, and I just enjoy trash talking, which yeah. and then movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's and, and trash talking and then movies are first and second in Sean's life. So Sean doesn't even like movies. This has come to be horrible. For us. <laughs> <laughs> hey some of his reviews i do question if he likes movies but <laughs> um no he he has a lot uh there, the amount of time sean puts to film there's no question he, we can't do what we do if we don't love uh the subject matter even if we don't love all of them um we We're clearly incredibly pale because we never go outside that often so yeah, yeah. that is completely true my i'm oh, bald British. guys my scalp burns <laughs> it's not a joke so um until the next time Keep watching movies. Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight Show's filmtastic selection of podcasts covering the entire movie verse. There's something for everyone, so come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers.